This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to Free Left Turn here on 89.0 Independent Community Media. Kia ora, Fred. Kia ora, Craig. Kia, kia ora. Yeah, it's a, it was a nice sunny day, or a sunny morning, um, but it seemed to have disappeared. Well, yes, so I got up this morning and the sun was so shining, raced out, and what's that big yellow thing in the sky, you know, <laughs> and um, it was great. But um, after this week, well, I'm in a, a bit of a low le- level in Hillcrest, and instead of my house being a castle, it was more like an island. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <Man, laughs> what was it? They still island. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, the house is built on, uh, you know, it's not a one on a concrete pad, so um, all of the houses in that area. So, and it drains away really quick. But boy, it sort of we got a heap of winter rain Wednesday night or something like that, and then yeah. um, it, which was good. I'd done some help do some planting down at. Um, uh, one of the council reserves there, and then so it rained that in, and then um, it dried, sort of dried up mid mid Thursday morning. And then it rained again, and it flooded again. So lucky, lucky, lucky I was never there. I probably think, oh heck, I'm I'm in somewhere in Papua New Guinea, Fly River or something. But they built it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No, no, big lots of dumps of rain. So yeah, um, yeah. Yep, climate change. Who knows. Yes, well, what, what, yeah, I, I got the we got the Hamilton Press, and it was a it didn't, it didn't, it didn't get affected by the rain. <laughs> no, no, no. It uh, but there was a couple of things in there. Well, three things actually. One thing I didn't really know. I haven't been really following things. We're looking at how Hamiltonians are represented by our council. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. <laughs> we could make all sort of disparaging comics. We have an initial proposal that adds two extra councillors to the table. But we want to know what you think. So Hamilton, who will speak for you? So it has to be in by the sixth of October. Um, you have to look at yourcityelections.co.nz. So I, I wonder if they're increasing numbers around the table um, in light of the the Maori. Um, well, the idea is there's two two uh, Maori wards um, seats. Is yeah, that yeah, yeah. But I, I, was is it set in is it set in stone or is it still? Still, yeah, I just well, I need to I need to have a look at this because I haven't had a look. Um, I guess just clipped it out of the you paper. You caught me on the hop, so I have to have no, a look we, at we, it to comment we, too much. We, we won't. We won't. We will just we'll just mention it. So okay, I'll, I'll have probably a look, I'll have a look during the week when I um. I may just put it on. I may just I just may put it on the podcast page. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple of other things. Three not so wise men in the in the and the and the three waters proposal. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> three, um, councillors Wilson. T- Taylor and Bunting. 
Yes. Okay, and what are, what are they trying to say? They don't want to share, the, they don't want to have a bigger, we, we don't, bigger we, concept? We, we want to protect our assets, so yeah. empire building. Yeah, which that's, that's a bit of a call from a, a lot of councils around the country. Yeah. That, and I, I go back to what I said last week, in the end of the day, we're in Hamilton. If I go to the toilet in Hamilton, the bottom line is it goes past Huntley and, and everywhere else. Sure, it gets treated and everything else. Yeah. Just to summon up in Taikara. Yeah. Whether it's a, a, a cow or a human being or whatever, whatever they do, it finds its way to the watercourses. Yeah, and that's what the Three Waters proposal is. To, yeah. to try and get everyone to have a understanding that what we do in Hamilton affects the people in Huntley. Yeah, et etc. et a- And what the people do up in Matamata affects the people down on Thames. You know, yeah, that's surely. Yeah, this is what we needed to be looking at. This is, yeah. this is short-sighted nonsense. Well, it's, as you say, I think there's a lot of empire, uh, particularly empire, yeah. you know. Uh, and, and let's face it. We should look at for, look at it and go. Okay, what what's good in it? What's not? It's mm. uh, it's only up for uh, for discussion and everything mm-hmm, else mm-hmm. and planning. And so people should rather than just go. Oh, don't do this. We'll say the good points are this. It'll make us have a more holistic point about pollution mm-hmm. and everything else. The bad points is potentially will we um, will it get too big and we'll privatise doing that stuff? Yeah, yeah that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, um, so um, I, I don't know. I've, I've had a bit of a look at it. Um, and I'll give um, Nanaya Mahuta. She's done a good job on it today. Yeah, I, um, I like the I like the ad that they have the the um, animated ad. That they yeah, have. and okay, there's there's the sort of what would I call the 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 old white brigade is still sort of saying there's too much Māori import and all that sort of thing into it. Well, you know, the bottom line is um, Māori ha- are a treaty partner. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. A lot of the rivers and lakes are still technically theirs, and they <laughs> and they kindly let everyone use it. If we're going to commercialise things, etc., they might not have as have as kind of heart. So, mm, um, yeah, 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 that's right. Um, it's a big, important, uh, important issue, to, issue. It should be an important issue to all human beings, whether you're mm. Māori, Pākehā, or, or even anyone else that's arrived. The other one, the other one was from um, the, you have this red corner, blue corner uh, conversation piece in the press and I'm going to the red corner because I'm um, something in here from Tipaati Māori or the Māori Party. Mm-hmm. They say that the Māori Party, and this is from, um, from, the, from the blue corner, also don't believe a referendum would suit their agenda. And this is about the name change. Okay, this is who's saying that? The Māori Party or, or the... National Party. National Party, Party. yeah, okay. And I, I must remind them that if they want to, if they may be inconvenienced for the Māori Party, but we live in a democracy, well, you could think things that were taken away from Māori without a referendum. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 So, we did uh, the classical colonisation thing. Is yeah, yeah. We we did the partnership thing and the treaty, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the numbers had changed, unfortunately, to set the numbers, yeah. we then go, let's have a vote. And we use, we'd use use the majority. Yeah, that's and, what... And the rest is history. I, can, I probably can understand um, the Maori Party's um, unwillingness to go with a referendum based on history, colonisation. Yeah. I can understand yeah. that. Yeah, quite easily. Yeah. But okay, it's been an issue, and I think the conversation's been good. It came up in Te Reo, uh, Te Wiki, Te Reo Māori mm-hmm. week, so it was a good conversation piece. Uh, got the Māori Party a lot of uh, publicity and traction, and yep. it got people talking about it. I, you know, I know a lot of people who don't normally go there all talked about it, and people were reasonably comfortable with Aotearoa as long as it was Aotearoa New, New Zealand. Zealand. Yes, yeah, that's and what, yeah. Um, that's to me was a compromise. Two, yeah, tre- yeah, two, treaty, two yeah. treaty partners. Um, if you, and if you want to call it New Zealand, fine. If you want to call it Aotearoa, yes. um, and eventually, of course, um, the young ones, etc., won't be tied up so much yeah. in what it used to be called. If they just know their teacher calls it Aotearoa New Zealand, 
or Aotearoa, they'll use it, you know? Yeah, there's also a little bit of inflexibility here. Um, he, he talks about the Hepuapua do- document. Um, but this, that's just muckraking. Yeah, this will divide up. New Zealand rather than bring us together. Well, if you take the stance that you are taking now, we're, we're definitely on that. So sort of that division there is right. Yeah, it's clear. It's not in the, in the in their body language and their language that they use. Them. Well, the race card, race card. Yeah, you know, and we see we see see it being used. And there's elections coming up, and there's going to be um, uh, what do you call it? New Zealand history taught in schools. Mm. Proper New Zealand history, we hope. Um, What's a it bit all? more about colonisation and effects on 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 what happened. Um, mm-hmm. So um, you know, it'll be used. There's elections coming up, and there's still votes in it. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Well, one of the things I've been doing on when I watch YouTube is I've got this interest around um, uh, Afro Americans who were lynched, and lynch could mean any form. It could be strung up, shot, or whatever. Yeah, in the over the over the years, and what chased out of town, if, chased, uh, yeah, people was, killed. Yeah, no, and there was no justice at all. Yeah, and that's a sort of history. Um, that's trying to be perceived in this particular realm, and that's that's a warts and all history. Yeah, and some people yeah. are very uncomfortable with that. Well, so. I mean, let's face it: Americans, prob- a lot of Americans probably don't know their history about the native native uh, first people. Mm. Um, we call them Indians, but they would have just called themselves mm. by their tribe, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, you know, that's not widely known. Um, you know, they belong on the reservation, and that's about it for a lot. So. Um, a lot of countries don't know their own history. They don't. Sometimes they often don't. the history is written by the victor. Yeah, they don't want to know. Uh, so they don't want to know the old blinker psychology. And it is like New Zealand, where thankfully Māori have been very good at, at bringing coming to the fore on 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 talking about it and bringing mm-hmm. it to the airwaves mm-hmm. etc. So gradually, and, and this is why we're gradually adopting education and everyone starting to go. Oh, how did this happen? Why? Why does that happen? Where were? Why isn't there any Māori in this town? You know, etc. Mm, yeah, yeah, we know that. Yeah. And, it, and it's not. It's not pretty. Um, and some Māori did a lot better than other Māori. You know, when you gave the land titles out when when we colonisation was under underway, remotely mm, underway. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were the top of the tribe, your name got put on the on the land titles. If you were yeah, down yeah. the bottom, often it didn't. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah that's and right. that had. Repercussions all the way through generations. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, yeah, I can't wait till they have this all this uh, put this in place for the teaching of our history. Oh, and there'll yeah. be flat. There'll be there'll be there'll be lots. It'll be a big discussion, and there will be it, potentially. Sadly, there, there, it's a race card will be used, mm-hmm. and there'll be votes flowing around for it. You know, but we just have to say, well, what's an all? And I've had this before. I still think I'm not a fan of just hiding history and taking away the statues. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think we should explain things. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. way forward. Yeah, that's you know? why I felt a little bit indifferent about them. I think wasn't it in Britain where they chucked that one into the tide. He was a slavery slaver or something. No, yeah. that's not sort of explaining it. To, no, as, as you just, say, it's, it's sort of saying, well. We, we, it's our time. We, we'll just spiff it in the. In well, the you idea. get rid of one victor's statue and you replace it with what? It yeah. needs to be the truth. Otherwise, you can replace it with another. You can place it, replace it with a mistruth. We need yeah. to know. Okay, this guy Hamilton is famous for what, or infamous for what? Okay, what's the deal here? 
and yeah. go like that so everyone knows rather than, you know, he was a colonial so- soldier that was used in the in the war to confiscate land or to, to take over from yeah. Maori interests. Mm. That's yeah. how it should be explained. Yeah, because a lot of that was going on in um, southern southern United States where they were, the, the, these, these statues of these generals represented um, basically a confederacy, racism, etc., etc., slavery. But uh, and they were still, at the time, um, they were representing their, their people. Yeah, they were. R- yeah. Right or wrong. Right or wrong, yeah. It yeah, still yeah. existed. Hundreds of thousands died, of course, in the American Civil War. Well, yeah. um, you know, um, fighting for their cause. Um, you know, who's to say what's right or wrong? We know now in history and at the time, we know slavery's wrong. Mm, but yeah. at the time, it was just their way of life. You know? Yeah, but they sort of... So what they do is they move in the statues almost like thieves in the night. There was a there was a statue of Robert E. Lee there, but now it's gone. Yeah. Yes, well, yes. Yeah, and that's that's to me the worry I'd far rather know about Adolf Hitler and, and about Franco and and people that, you know, in history is judged yeah, and whatever. Yeah. But you're far better to know about them than hide them. Yeah, and that's what happened a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll food, for, food for thought for the next next session when, when Mick comes in here. Um, the three C's. Oh, yeah. yeah the, okay. the, three, the three C's. What is it? <laughs> be polite. Be we, polite. Have to be, we have to be polite here. But, yeah. um, yes, the, there was a major meeting at the UN uh, this week. But all I could recall was um, Joe Biden, um, well, Posturing to Gra- uh, yeah. grandstanding, and and it's it's called the, the abbreviation is UNCA, United Nations General Assembly, and it was the seventy fifth one, I think, or the seventy sixth one. Yeah, I did write, 70, it, write could it. Could be the seventy fifth one, I think. Seventy sixth session. Seventy sixth session, but, but yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's really you know, it's not a, it's not hundreds of years old, but um, so the people have been there. Around yeah, the but it, it, every every well, just about everyone always makes me laugh. America always seems. to speak first you know so no wonder we they they think they're the world policemen and the world uh, f- narcissistic um i'll let you speak on that one while, while we we make a change of the so game. what was the three c's again just tell me what that was before i move away yeah uh climate conflict and covid covid the three yeah, <laughs> yeah okay yeah, yeah so yeah, we talk about that and i'll okay i will just make change of the where do you want Mick? Over there? No, I'm in my seat. Oh, in your seat, okay. Oh, Good go. morning, Mick. G'day, Fred. How are you? Doing our COVID-19 shuffle again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Craig's out of here as like a robber's it's dog, like, as they used to say. Yeah. yeah. Week. I, I, I've recovered from the beginning of the week because I had a splenetic, splenetic moment because um, I saw this article in New Zealand Herald on Monday and the headline reads, Aucklanders flee with fake letters via and via pad- paddocks. And it seems that people have been writing out their own um, COVID certificates and exemption letters yeah. and dodging the roadblocks and, um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's sort of disappointing because, and it's, to be fair, it's only a very small... Of course, it's only a fraction. A fraction. But, of course, they, they, they catch the all the news. Like anything, they drag everyone down with it, you know. Yeah. Um, and of course, there's been in the highlight from the week before the privileged couple got did a did a runner to did, had to go on decided to go on a holiday to Wanaka, and and they got been 
Yes, I, I, I was seething. I, I was peeved in capital letters, yeah. just thinking you expletives. But they, had, they, they haven't well, been the only no. ones. But there's to been, all well, those some of the people who should know better have been. Um, oh yeah. Sort of, I mean, I see, I see old um, Judith Collins after slanging off um, epidemiologist Susie Wiles for you know, transgressing. Restrictions did stretching the same thing. Stretching her, her local boundary. Yeah. yeah, and then did the same thing in a in a restaurant. Was it, um, well, she Queen, was in Queenstown. Queenstown, and she wearing a mask and saunters up to the counter to get served and takes a mask off. Yeah, and um, yeah, and, and it was not a good look. And no. be, and it, what was even to me even worse is Doctor Retty, who was um, who's the second in charge and a doctor. <laughs> So, you know. But it seems uh, that some doctors don't agree with this COVID thing either. They just think it's... Yeah, well, it wasn't so a good look because one of the locals had said, you know, we got told off on coming in without a mask. Unfortunately, um, conspiracy theories aren't, aren't um, restricted to the uneducated. Some people you think would know better are bought into this. To be, be fair to Chucky, I mean to Judith, um, <laughs> that um, to, to be fair to she's just said, oh, I should have taken it, should have left it on for a bit longer. Yeah. But she should have still known the rules. Everyone, all the rest of us know. The rules when we've had the dairy. almost two years of this, so yeah. we there's yeah. no excuse now. And we get to the dairy and we go, Oh, I better put my mask on. We don't get to the man and then say, Oh, I'll put my mask on, you know. So, no, uh, not a good look, especially no. when you're the leader of a party, um, and you're under a lot of flack. She didn't get as much flack as she probably deserved on it because, no, as I you say, that. she hammered the hell out of Susie Wiles. Mm. And which, if all she had said is, What was Susie Wiles doing so far from home? and left it and let the others to criticize, and let the rest of us draw her own. Yeah, had, had draw her own. She, she put the boot in with about. Describing her, etc. She and, just doesn't just doesn't know and, when. and lost that one completely. Mm. But I see she's struggling with the media. She's cancelled press conferences all over the place. She states paper, and some of the people in the National Party sort of wailing and national. Well, I think she's got some problems with staffers, etc. They had yeah. left, etc. Um, oh dear, what a shame! Never mind. <laughs> yeah, and no one wants the job. The bottom right. line is she'd be gone. It's a she'd poison. She'd be dust um, if if they had somebody who wanted the job. But um, it's a poison challenge. <laughs> No one thinks, oh, what shall I do now? And to be fair, Jacinda, you know, um, is doing a remarkable job, mm. you know, and I'd like Labor to be a bit more left-wing and a bit more bit more into fixing the housing, et cetera, than they are. They might be trying, but we could do a lot better. But to be fair, on the COVID thing, uh, Jacinda's been hard to follow. Oh, yeah, yeah. And hard. can I just, can I, on that COVID thing, can I just, um, we'll just run by that a couple mm, of things. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say. Guess how many in MIQ facilities since 26th of March last year? Guess how many people we, we've had in MIQ? It's got to be 14, 20,000? 173,895 people. We've gone through MIQ. Q. So we have to, well, there's been problems. Oh, yeah. But that's a remarkable uh, number of people that we've managed to deal with and, and get back into New Zealand or come in to play a sports game and go again or whatever they do. But, you know, look at the... Um, that's huge numbers, isn't it? So no wonder it creaks from time to time. Yeah, I'd be suspicious if it was perfect. Oh, and it hasn't been perfect. There's been no. people who escaped and all that. But to, to cope with it, that numbers of people, that's that's big. You can see why we've got a housing crisis. We've got 173,000 have come in. If even even a third of them need have come in, and a lot of them have come in with skills and money, yeah. which we've talked about before, uh, they have in the position they can buy a house. So poor old Benny and Mary uh, 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 are basically economic refugees in our own land, which is a real tragedy. Um, you know, uh, what do we call it? Emergency housing, everything else, cramped housing, 
Um, so they're internally displaced. We're internally, we've got our own internally displaced population. Yeah. And how's that good for schools if you, you get shoved out of houses all the time and, and change schools or anything else? Not good. Or trying to build communities. Got, trying to build community. And you just, even if your landlords are right and some of the landlords thinks you'll cash up. Cause you lose your job, up, whatever. And someone comes in and makes an offer, you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but the other thing is, is, we're talking about you and I were talking about this yesterday. The frontline uh, vaccinations, etc. Seventy-five percent of the DHB people around the country are fully vaccinated. Okay, and there's eighty thousand workers or people considered in the employees of the DHBs. And of that, um, the, the, guess what? Uh, DHB is lagging out of all of them. Auckland. No, the West Coast. West Coast. Has only got a, a 49% fully vaccinated. But most of Auckland and most areas are 70, 80%. Mm. Um, so coming up there. It shows those numbers because I, I came across this article and I thought I must have read it when we were talking about it in the car and we're coming over. And this, this was in the Herald on Monday. Aucklanders flee. With, oh, no, not that one. It was. Um, oh, beg your pardon, folks. Mixed just going number of people number of people who um frontline workers had um had their injections oh here we go in the headline reads this is in herald on thursday many border workers yet to get their tap jabs you think mm. what but then when you read the article it turns out a week ahead of the deadline for all border workers to be vaccinated 96 percent of twelve thousand eight hundred registered border workers have at least had one shot while 485 workers were yet to have one. So that kind of confirms what you were saying in the car and coming over. But that, that headline was kind of misleading because you think, oh, it's not till you read the article that... Yeah. it reads many border workers. So you're thinking, them, no? What does it mean? So, yeah, so basically our population is, as of yesterday, 76% of our eligible population have had one jab and 41% have had two jobs. An eligible population is, of course, under 12 is encountered uh, in the... Well, I think they, that's coming in soon, though, isn't it? They're, they're talking well, about they're talking about it. And um, exemptions for some people with health yeah, conditions. But, but on a more positive note, the government's going to invest $36 million into infectious disease research to aid with the COVID-19 pandemic response and prepare for future outbreaks in future. Yeah, yeah. And, Which and is that, good. Which is which is good. Um, I see also in the Herald this morning is I'm not trying to sell the Herald to anyone, but <laughs> I get it to keep an eye, eye on what's going on in the world. And um, the, uh, the even Jacinda Ardern is starting to say we may have to look at some sort of um, mandatory, uh, mandatory, or or if you want to go to a large event that we might have to have cards or mm. you know people have I, to. I can see that's going to be com- You can see the sense in that. And I can I can see employers are going to start thinking well. If you want a job, you're going to have to get a jab or pr- provide proof that you've been tested negatively and, and, or you've got medical reason why you can't have the vaccine because that's going to come in. It's going to creep in. Yeah. And I mean, they're already talking about some military personnel saying, well, if you don't get the jab, you're going to have to yeah. be redeployed somewhere And it somewhere makes else. sense. If you wanted to, if you, your job is dealing with the public, etc. Yeah. you know, it doesn't mean that just because you get the jab, it's still can be a carrier of it. Of course. But you won't, mm. but you won't get sick. And, or you uh, won't get as sick. sick. No, and that's the whole idea of, of hospitalisations. Yeah. Yeah. But I see that, um, according to the paper yesterday, that police aren't required to have 
COVID tests or vaccines, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, no, it's surprising. But again, this is what's reported in the paper, how true it is, because you, when you read the newspapers, it's basically 101 scepticism, because you've got to be wondering what are they saying, is it just to sell newspapers, or are they actually informing the public? Yeah, I, I went this morning, I went on to, the, when we were after our conversation yesterday, I went on to the COVID-19, the government public yeah. site, and that's where I got these stats from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right, there's all sorts of interpretation of statistics, that's yeah. the old thing, stats can be used by anything, but for anything to change what looks like this yeah, and what yeah. looks like that, so yeah, so there were 49,000 people uh, had jabs yesterday. Wow, that's good. Um, so, um, yeah, but it's still probably slower than they would like. But I'm glad um, they're bringing the buses out. But I see in yesterday's paper, some guy was haranguing the staff on one of these vaccination buses and declaring they should be ashamed of what they're doing. They were expect they were part of the experimentation on people on unproven vaccine. True, and, and he went on and on and on. And um, yeah. but uh, and that, you know everyone's you know entitled to an opinion even if it's way out. But yeah. But you shouldn't, you shouldn't, shouldn't be, be able to, to lambast people no. for it. You say, look, I don't, it's like voting. You want to vote for the Nets? Fine. Um, that's your right. Just mm. as you want to vote for Labor, you can. You want to vote for the Greens? That's fine. Um, but we don't have to start ramming it down the other person's front. No. Especially mm. if I say, thank you, I've heard you. Um, uh, move on, you know. Yeah. Um, so what else was going to talk about, Mick? Oh, oh go, can we just just yeah, Craig sure. talked about it just as he left. What, the three C's. He, he he talked about it and then ran away. So I've got to figure out how to. The three C's. The three C's. COVID, climate, and, and conflict. conflict. And it all comes to do with the United so Nations. So some things General don't change. Well, the only difference is this is the first time we had COVID. But I mean, the conflict and um, climate it's been around for ages. No yeah, yeah, and and everything trails from it. You get yeah. malnutrition and you get famine and you get. Oh, it just becomes a ripple. It just. Ex- no, it yeah. exacerbates the situation. But my my sort of feeling was they all get it. People don't realise they all get a, uh, get permission to speak. Either mm. the, the the whoever's in charge, the prime minister or the president or or a foreign minister usually etc. Gets to address the assembly, and I think they have a limited time, mm. so they can't waffle on for hours etc. And they and they sort of t- tell the others how they see their view of their country and their their, their country's role in the world. Well, of course. President um, General, uh, Lord Master of the Universe, President Biden, you know, still has this American. We're here to be be the ma- one, one and only the magnificent. You know, we want peace, but unfortunately, often he goes peace, and we're here to help. But that's not true, though. But America it? puts sanctions on everyone's in it, and it interferes <laughs> in other people's politics. How many military bases have they got around the world? Yeah. And he wants peace, and he's just done a deal with the Aussies on on AUKUS. You, yeah. Um, so it's talk. It's all They're it talking is. the talk. It's just yeah. hot air, right? Yeah, and, and it's, you know, what you've got to respect more is someone comes up and says, well, we haven't done a lot, but we actually have done this this yeah. year. Yeah. That's what I think we'd rather, rather well, see I have to take my hat off to um, Antonio Guterres because when he first became Secretary General, General I just thought, hmm. But he, he's trying to do, he's doing, a, he's got an impossible job. He's, he's very trying, good. He's very good. Trying to do what he wants to do, yeah, and getting people on side, and he, I think he's comparable to Kofi Annan as yeah. far as Secretary General goes. Yeah. And it's like trying to herd feral cats, isn't it's it? Like a, you know? It's like a school of overgrown kids, isn't it? Really? Yeah, and they're all, they're all, you know, unfortunately, they all talk about peace, but they're still busy beating. But see, the, the Taliban have applied to get their representation in the UN as well. 
Yeah, and they asked yeah. to do. They asked to have addressed the thing, yeah, and, I, yeah. and I think they should because well, they're going to have to be included. You, you can't just ignore the situation. Well, thirty-eight million people, yeah. whether the Americans like, like the it government or not, or not. They, they they won, um, and it's like um, you know, there's lots of injustices in the world, but they still represent that country. Mm. We're still aren't we better to communicate with them? Well, that's, what, what, that's what Biden keeps saying. We, see what they want. He, he keeps you know? saying this is the end of. Um, how do, you, how do you couch it? Uh, end of um, um, conflict or the end uh, of extreme conflict to to the beginning of extreme diplomacy or something. Yeah, or, something like something that. like that. Yeah, I think yeah. Well, you, you talk. Well, are you going to lift the sanctions on Iran, Venezuela, Cuba, um, yeah. China, Russia? You know, they've got they've got sanctions they've everywhere. Got, they've got more enough problems of their own to deal with the Americans than, than interfering elsewhere. Well, I think there's fourteen thousand tend to be black Haitians living under a under a bridge and. Yeah on the Texan border with Mexico, you know, yeah. which are all getting all getting evicted back to Haiti. Uh, Haiti, is it Haiti? Yeah, That's how you pronounce yeah. it? But that, that was terrible, what happened on the border the other day when they were like, they were, these are, um, people, sheriffs from the Homeland Security riding in like they're on a huge cattle drive, Not whip, a, whipping whipping people with their, their reins and things like that and thinking, what? Well, bearing in mind America's history with black people and slavery yeah, well, that's and what everything people else. Are saying. This is comparable to what happened. A in white cowboy with a whip beating yeah. a black man um, with a, um, uh, you know, and it wasn't so much beating him, but using it to sort of turn them around. Not a good look. No. But I've got to see that the, UN, the United States envoy to Haiti is resigned in protest at, at the treatment of those people on the border. It just... Yeah. And, well, good and, on him for taking a stand yeah. and he... And, and that's what I'd rather see. Rather than America getting involved with all sorts of things around the world, look at look at themselves. Look at their and own backyards. Look at um, their own backyard. You know, um, you know they're, they're going. Oh, all these people coming from South America and Latin America, etc. Well, okay. How do you help? Not control to stop communism or socialism because that's still they're still living in that world that that's yeah. all bad and they're good. How do how do we settle that down? How do you make people not want to leave? Colombia or Venezuela or beers, uh, you know. There's, we start you by trying, you start by trying to take take the sanctions off. We start with sanctions and and supporting de- dem- genuine democracy, not mm. not some sort of gangster who happens to be the well. They're, the still, leader they're, of the I mean, they're still supporting um, uh, Madeira, not Madeira, um, the, the opposition leader in um, Venezuela. No. Yeah, uh, was his name Guido? Um, Guido. Guido was the one who's trying yeah. to get in, and, and yeah. But, yeah, so America could do a lot more because I go back to the Second World War and there's, there's nothing world generalising here, but what did America do? They, after the war, they dropped in lots of aid and, and got the world, the Marshall Plan, and they did mm. their arms lift. It made people think the, the Germans thought the Yanks are the good guys. Mm. Well, we grew up thinking they were the and good we, guys. And we all read the comics. And, and but it was only to stop <laughs> communism from in, encroaching yeah. on them. Um, and once the fall of, of, of Russia, what happened? They just pulled up the plug on being the good guys and, and got over to this neoliberal sort of capitalism is great, free market is great. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, when the fall of the Berlin Wall and the and, and seemed good, it was democracy. But notice that suddenly uh, around the world, the Western world, um, Suddenly, social housing took a back step. Mm. You know, all these things that we had because there was a big bad Russia out there, yeah. suddenly, gradually took a took a back step. Yeah. You know, and America never never recovered from it. They just so busy blowing their ass around the world. Excuse the language, but you know, 
how many people die? Someone said this, that thirty or fifty thousand Americans die each year from drug overdoses. Mm. It's awful numbers, um, killings by guns. Yeah. And it's just shocking, you know. Yeah, you guys are uh, talking about the three waters. That's you know, still being debated. It's, it's a moot question. Oh, right? back in New Zealand. Yeah, back in New Zealand, and um, you're talking about uh, the fear that you know, if, if it became commercialised, because that reminds me. In Europe, they're going back to trying to nationalise their water supplies. Yeah. Back under government control or public control. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, as you say, the moment it's privatised, that's it. And Australia have got, they've gone that way. They've gone privatising water. And, of course, the water company's first loyalty is to their shareholders, not the people that they're supplying the water to. Yeah, they might have these sort of, it's like the power companies, etc. but in the end of the run, you know. It's a business. The businesses where some things I, the people need to need to run it, and I think that's where you have to give China. Stop, China still controls a lot of its basics, mm. and they have problems, of course. But you know, if we need to feed the people, if we need to get water to them or electricity, how are we doing it? Mm. And so they have a lot more involvement. Well, we've relied on the free market to do it, mm. and it can work, but it also can have lots of conflict and and also lots of short sightedness. Mm. Instead of going, okay, we've got a million more people in New Zealand. Um, can argue that point, but got a million more people. How do we make sure the sewage pipes are big enough? Well, the electricity wires are big enough. The internet's there. The roading's I, there. But the infrastructure hasn't been increased. It's it's behind demand. Well, it costs. It? it costs money. And of yeah. course, we, people are we getting the taxation in to do that? You know, all that needs to be looked at. You know, and if you start splintering off into just companies competing, they don't necessarily look at the bigger picture it's of the, is this good for the it's the customer the that loses out yeah it can be indeed yeah. yeah and i see that um new zealand has one of the as one of the de- developed world's ca- country has the least protected workforce leaving many redundant workers relying on only the standard unemployment benefit okay and it's talking about this social insurance offers a safety net this is uh craig rennie chief economist for the council of trade unions Talking about this, and he grew up, he, he was a union official during the closing of the mines in 94 in the UK. And, um, yeah, he's advocating that employers and employees, like, like a national insurance have in England, yeah. you, you both, the employer and the employee, contribute to a yeah. fund. So if in an emergency you've got something to fall back I on. I think Aussie has, Aussie has a sort of a semi, a, a semi system like that for. Yeah. Because maybe, because just relying on state. On state, um, um, dole is it was no. Only thing I struggle. I I, I I always get nervous about when they say, oh, you know, there's we need to do something, and it starts to look like privatisation. No, I think this is. What's, I think he's advocating something is between the government and 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 the people. You know. Yeah, and and let's face it, unionism has has collapsed around the world, yeah. and of course with that workers' rights and workers' safety nets, conditions of employment. Yeah, you know, and everyone goes, oh, I don't need, I don't need to be in the union. I'm all right, you know, and all. I can negotiate, and they can't the negotiate. The purpose of unions was collective to, strength. Collective strength, yeah. you know, and when things are going good, yeah, maybe. But um, if you didn't have, look at now, we all enjoy. Um, or most people enjoy, you know, minimum pay and all, all mm. that came from the ideology of collective strength. Because well, in some respects, we've almost returned to the 19th century as far as pay and conditions of employment for, yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah, for, yeah absolutely. So, you know, that, that's a, a threat on the horizon, you know. And, and that creates huge social problems. And then they find, have to find money. I think they see they're going to they've changed that armed response team. I think that got squashed because it was deemed 
uh, inappropriate or, or unnecessary, but they've it's resurfaced under another name. Although the Ministry of Police is saying it's not an armed response team, even though more police oh, person, even more per- police personnel will be given armed response training. So yeah, it's how call, to call deal it, with yeah, difficult situations. It's the same thing, just called by a different name. Really. Potentially, yeah, potentially. So, and then, of course, if you get social strife. You end up with money for more security, more prisons, gated communities, and you end up with ghetto ghetto areas. Well, like you end up like Judge Street, you know. Yeah. We'll sit, well, shall we go into the wilderness of South Auckland or, or, or Frankton? Be, you there, know? There'll be no-go areas. And then you, you get get these big sort of armoured vehicles, like you see in America. Yeah. You know, it's all militarised, the police. You know, what Cheryl was saying the other day is that, you know, the police, and OK, they've got all their gear on, but they're all dressed in black ninja gear and yeah. guns and bristling. It's probably not very soothing. If someone's in there and they're having a, a meltdown... Um, Having these black cladded figures, you know. It, how are you going <laughs> to negotiate with a black Yeah, so I said figure? maybe we should get them to wear pink or something like that. But <laughs> well, the psychologist will tell. What's a calming colour? I don't know. Green black, is black a calming colour? Mm. Oh. No, no, it's, it's pretty got connotations. Yeah, yeah. But, but maybe a nice, nice sort of lime green. Maybe. Yeah, right? we're being a bit flippant, but you know yeah. what I mean. Um, Militarisation. Well, what's the, the colours they paint in hospital? It used, to, it used to be terrible colour schemes. It used to be like cream or green. It's supposed to be calming, calming, calming colours. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, maybe that we can suggest that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Know. Nice sort of, um, you know, lavender, lavender cream. I'm sure yeah. some. I'm sure yeah. some fashion house could come up with an ensemble <laughs> that they could. I don't think the police would uh, like that. Well, you get the police yeah. to go up and down the catwalk, you know, yeah. modelling, uh, mm, propose, but uh, yeah. Tongue in cheek, though, but uh, yeah, tongue in cheek. But um, what else? Um, there's a couple, I've got a good news story, a little bit of off off the edge, mm-hmm. in, in overseas is the Americans, and you've got to give the Americans some praise. They do, they're, not, they're not all. I know I like putting them. They're not all bad. No, they're not. Do some good things. But they've just done a deal to return the Gilgamesh Dream Tablet. Yep, it's three thousand six hundred years old, mm. and they around there, yep. you know. And it was in Iraq, and of course, when the Americans invaded the Iraq War to stop the me- weapons of mass destruction that never were there, yeah, the museums were looted. You know, the, um, of course, they went in, and just like Libya, and just like lots of countries, never thought about how to police the place because they sacked all the policemen, etc. The museums all got looted, and this um, this tablet, along with um, 17,000 other antiquities that are in America mm-hmm. um, ended the way up in America and they're going to be returned to Iraq. Good. Yeah. yeah good. But it just shows you, it must have been a, a field, a supermarket oh. for antiquities. Oh, yeah, the amount of stuff that disappeared is unbelievable. Well, you take down a private society. Co- private, private collectors and... Well, you, you imagine New Zealand, yeah, yeah. oh, there's nothing at the museum. You know, the museum... You know, Your well, whole history's gone, right? And people are doing it and think, oh, I could... I could Oh, that might be worth something. They're trying to feed their family or anything else, mm. and then it goes into the bigger guy and the bigger guy until, yeah. and so it's been a huge industry. But good on the Yanks for doing that because there's a lot of antiquities, etc., all around the world. Oh yeah, that from colonisation, etc. And lots disappeared into private collections in vaults that no one ever yeah. gets to see because yeah, yeah. of coveting it, etc. But um, yeah, we need that issue forward from my point of view. It's like going to Egypt. You're far better to go to Egypt if you can, once COVID ever stops, when it does, etc. And go and see them on yeah, site. They're good yeah. to have sort of exhibitions for the people who can't afford to go to mm. this country, but it's got to be great 
the, the tourist angle and the yeah. uh, economies, if you can go somewhere and you can see something that's genuine and, and famous or and whatever it's good it is. They can go, go back, you know, having exhibits coming from overseas. It's like a cultural exchange. You get an idea that things aren't quite what you thought they were and you get another, another country's perspective and history. Well, and history isn't just the last 100 no, years, no, 200 no. years. Thousands of years. Yeah, you know, it's like there's another article uh, out that's been floating around the airwaves this thing and about some research has just come out about the migration of uh, Polynesians, mm. Polynesian people, and how they've moved out and they figured out they've just, like Māori have told us, in, in their folklore and in their, their oral history, etc., they just moved from island to island. Mm. And, of course, it was around those... Um, anywhere between 860 AD and yeah. 1320 or 1350 AD. But, of course, the islands got either uninhabitable for the sea change right. or through population, and so they looked at going to the next island. And they yeah. went all the way to Rapa Nui, Easter Island, and yeah, all sorts of Yeah, because I remember seeing a documentary, there was, some, there was some theory that there's a language in Taiwan, or was it Taiwan or Japan? Yeah, I'm sure it was Taiwan. And there's a dialect that's very similar to Maori. Yeah. Yeah. And so there was some sort of link from there all the way across the Pacific to well, to New Zealand, which doesn't seem that far-fetched, no? Potentially. And um, they went with the wind. So, of course, yeah. they went um, they went from up um, Samoa away. They say they think yeah. that's roughly the, where they centred from and gradually moved out. But they tended to go with the wind yeah. um, and, and, and look for places. Not many came back as, um, you know, it wasn't two-way. It was initially, apparently, but they're not. They don't ha- have the complete archaeology yeah. on it all. But they most sort of went somewhere. And why would you go back? How many people come to New Zealand and go? This is nice. They're not going to suddenly go. Oh, let's go back to an Afghani mountain with landmines. You know, it's yeah. better here, so you're going to stay. That's that's human nature, yeah. isn't it? So yeah. Um, going back to this, um, uh, there's a couple of other things. I'm just about out of here, so then you and Craig can chew mm-hmm. the fat. A couple of other things, a couple of elections happened. Uh, Russia. Yeah, I see local boy. Big bad bo- Russia, I see as that local, boy, lo- local boy Vladimir Putin um, came in number one, closely <laughs> followed by the communists. They, they increased their vote. Um, they came in and Russia came in. At, oh, you know, United Russia came in first and it was the communists, I think. Yeah, United Russia got just under 50% of the vote, but they have a sort of a, a, a bit like here, they have an electoral system and then they have some of it's just percentages. So they got well and truly back in with the most in the Duma as the local parliament. Yep. And so um, they are back in charge. The, as you say, the communists got 18.9% of yeah. the vote, which is quite a big increase. Yeah. Uh, they they went up. Not a lot of... Uh, uh, there's other parties got bits and pieces. There's um, all sorts of nagginings going on and local you know, candidates were... But well, they would ca- ca- campaign or whatever, yeah. all sorts of things. But isn't on. it interesting, Russia and America both... Take pot shots at each other yeah. and potty talk each other, and they behave exactly the same. <laughs> but basically, their turnout in, in Russia was fifty-two percent of the population uh, of the eligible voting population. Hang on, America has about fifty percent. You know, so they both don't do, both have uh, you know sling off at each other, and both have very similar voting turnout. So, yeah. what does that tell us? But there was some disgruntledness because the pension age in Russia has gradually changed from um, the same thing. They used to pay out under the old socialist system, pay out. Uh, the pensions went for, uh, going from 60 to 65 for men and women are going from 55 to 63. 
because, of course, that population yeah. and they can't afford it. So there was a bit of a resistance. I think there was even a pension party that got some percentages, and the communists were backing that. Of course, yeah. being a communist party, it's what you expect them to do. Is, um, yeah. Um, so that was interesting. The other interesting thing is the head of the United Russia Party um, is um, this guy, Sergei Sh- Shoigu, who was the head of the armed forces. He was quite oh. often on TV on Al Jazeera okay. and all yeah. that. Seemed quite a capable guy. Um, so, yeah, they are not unexpected. Um, no. And Nalvuni's still in jail. You know, the main lead yeah. sort of popular keeps getting poisoned, etc. Populist um, guy, but he's in jail, so he didn't he didn't have any um, joy there. No. And they tried to get apps in for to people could vote by apps, but they stifled yeah. it. So this is the changeover from old systems to new. But they still have electronic voting in mm-hmm. lots of places in Russia, but it's vast. To oh, get. it's huge. It's, it's, got s- 11, it's got 11 time zones. Well, it's it, it's three days to do the election period because of, of the vast... Because of the distance involved, yeah. 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 And, and they're, they're talking about elections. Germany's got their um, today, uh, elections coming up tomorrow, tomorrow our time. Yeah, yeah. Their time. And but Canada the, had an election that wasn't because it just... Well, it was almost a return as <laughs> what he had before. <laughs> in fact, he got less than he had before. It's slightly. Did. Yeah, yeah. But, so, um, but, but you're basically the same thing. Yeah, the NDP, I think the guy Singh, he's a, a sheep, Sikh, mm-hmm. uh, Canadian Sikh guy. He's a, he's sort of the kingmaker, but he's pretty they're pretty moderate. So it's sort of a liberal g- government. So it's a what would you call a mid? You know, it's not centre. It's just a centre party, yeah, I guess. Which doesn't bode too well for their treatment of the First Nations, eh? Well, they're trying. They, I mean, they talk, but the talk's cheap. Eh? They don't actually do anything you know, much like Americans or. Well, yeah, it's still uh, early stages, but it, it is changing, but it'll take a long time. Um, yeah. And w- how, how much will is there? Don't forget, Canada has got a huge migrant population. Yeah. They have opened their doors to an awful lot of um, good on them, migrants from around the world. So it's quite a mixed population. They, yeah. in, uh, the First Peoples are a very small percentage. Yeah. I can see Comrade Craig, Craig pressing his nose up against the glass. Yeah, he is, so that's good. Oh, so well. Okay, that. folks, we're just going to do the, sh- the COVID-19 shuffle again. Farewell. Yeah, catch you later. See you soon. Okay. The Wall Street Shuffle. <laughs> as, as per NCC. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, they picked that up? <laughs> so how'd you been, Craig? Oh, I'm not, not too bad, actually. I was, I, was just, I was just listening to what you, what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, just that end point about Canada, how, how, how did that actually pan out? He got less than he he, he went for election because he had, he had he was head of a minority government, so he got back in, but slightly less than what he had before. Yeah, talking about Trudeau, aren't you? Trudeau. Yeah. yeah what happened to the Conservatives? Uh, they can't. Well, he, they kind of shot themselves in the foot because the Conservative leader kept wavering on different issues, <laughs> and so people just couldn't follow his train of thought. Probably typical. <laughs> Could do yeah, it. just uh, yeah, he just yeah, he lost the plot really. Yeah, 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 it sounds like somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Judith Collins is out. Well, I see she's struggling. She, yeah. I said in the paper that, um, yeah, she's cancelled various press conferences and um, so some of her colleagues are sort of gnashing their teeth and you know, wringing their hands as to what's going on. Now she's <laughs> yeah, I don't know. kind of losing the plot. Yes, well, and and you, what a shame. Never mind. Why do you why do you you've got a leader of 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 um of the UK who's who's continually losing the plot, 
but he's still there. <laughs> I know, which doesn't bode well, really. And when you think he's a reflection of the people who are voting them in, you just think, oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, there was a there was a there was a photo doing um, on on Facebook, and mm-hmm. it was it was old Reese Reese Mogg, and and his um, real tough. Okay, yeah, um, and and it looked like his son, and all all I could say is. Mog and Sprog. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Because <laughs> they both had glasses, and um, yeah, they just looked the bloody same. Yeah. Dressed the same. <laughs> Spoke the same. Yeah, same old twaddle. And um, as as they say in New Zealand, Labour's greatest asset is Collins. I think that Boris's greatest greatest asset is is old Kerr. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, the, the British Labour Party seems almost quiet in comparison. I haven't heard anything. <laughs> well, yeah, you just have to laugh, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's sadly. Yeah, it's sad. Interesting that you when you, you you came and you talked about with with Fred, you talked about COVID, and see the the um, COVID um, or anti-COVID protests in Australia. Oh, this like it's like a scene out from. Um, uh, like the storming of the white of uh, the um, Senate buildings in, in America, was yeah. and the police were you know, firing um, tear gas and rubber bullets. I mean, can, yeah. God, this could be Israel. It could be South America. You know? Yes, yes. But, but it just seems, and, and, they, and these demonstrations have just been going on for a few days now. It's not just yeah. storming a tea It's these people are really worked up. And I think what, the, what is it? The CMFU, I think, there's the union that represents them, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah. And I think one of their head people saying, "Well, we're, we're being infiltrated by anti-vaxxers." Well, there must be a hell of a lot of them then. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just crazy, eh? Yeah. And, of course, and this is on top of an earthquake in Melbourne. Yeah, that's qu- yeah, that's that's quite what you call quite unique because mm. I've um, the last earthquake that I remember from Australia was in Newcastle right. many years ago. And I think that that, that was up in, up in New, on the New, New South Wales coast and caused a bit of damage. I don't know if any... I think there may have been casualties as, yeah. as far as that. But, but you, when you hear about an earthquake in Australia, you think, oh, bloody hell. Apparently they had one quite... It's not as bad as... You know, 50 years ago, I think they mentioned mm. the last time they got a bit of a shake-up. Melbourne, yeah. yeah but I, don't, I haven't heard any reports of people being injured or um, killed, but just... Just had the cupboards rattled. Yeah, and, the, and, a, and a few bottles were deceased. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, because I, I recall the one from Newcastle, um, mm. and that was probably in the 80s. Right. And, it, and because, I was, because it was so funny, because there was, a, was an, an, an old, a song, I think from, maybe from the late 70s, called the Newcastle Song. Um, it's, uh, Obviously, that was a local local lo- hit, local, local hit, local hit for Australians. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he he. And then he passes his woman, which I, and I think he calls them Sheila's. Yeah, winds down the window, and it's whatever it was, he's probably Commodore or Holden or whatever what he was driving, and says, "Good day." Dear go. <laughs> I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. 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 The well, castle, yeah, yeah. He came up all suave like and said, Dear go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. that hit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I must have been, that was, yeah, I was in New Zealand then, or Australia then, 73, 74. Yeah, it's quite, yeah and I think that's why, that's why when, when, I, when they talked about earthquake in Melbourne, that triggered a memory of right. earthquake in, New, in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and what, the other one you were talking about, um, 
Because you, t- you brought up the Three Waters one beho- uh, before, because yeah. uh, we talked about it earlier. And interestingly, um, our our utilities infrastructure has fallen way behind. Oh, yeah. able, able, like everything able, else. Yeah, everything else. So, so that, and I think we, Fred and I sort of talked about the three unwise men um, rattling their signs there. But... You, you must think councils have been um, what you have shown a little, quite a lot of derelict of duty around upkeep of utilities. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's all in the name of keeping rates down and looking after house. Uh, they try to keep their expenditure down, but then they go and waste it on something else. But but in some of those, that water supply or infrastructure must be go back to the Victorian times. It must yeah, they talked about in Auckland when they had a, a mayor called. Uh, Dove Myer. Oh, I remember him. Yeah, he yeah. was there when I came out. Yeah, yeah he he was a, he was a forward thinking. He was. Yeah, and, and, and he, he got ridiculed for it. And he had a reactionary council, and I think well, he was driving for updated um, utilities around water and sewerage. Yeah, and I think he was at the motorways and bridges and all that. Yeah, yeah. Just a forward thinking. Yeah, and he got. And I remember him getting lambasted, and he, I just mm. thought he was an idiot and didn't mm-hmm. know what he was talking about. And now he's proved right. He's proved correct, and their, and their infra- infrastructure has fallen behind. And the demand is outstripping its foot. No. Yeah, yeah. And that's what Fred was Fred was sort of talking about, the population increase um, in, of this country, but have we kept up with that increase? No, we haven't. No. And, uh, of course, that, that, that means that there's a possibility that there's some talk of privatisation, which I hope they don't, because yeah. in Europe... They're now reversing it, or trying to reverse that process mm, and re-nationalise yeah. waters and other utilities and keep them under public control rather than in the hands of private companies whose yeah. first loyalty is to their shareholders, yes. not their customers. Metro Waters is one of the ones up in Auckland. And they're private. Yeah. And we've heard trouble. They have a problem. Because they, they don't invest in infrastructure. They're all their interest is making profits for their yeah, shareholders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look what happened with the railways over here. The moment they were privatised, the stock and the, you know, the tracks were... Seriously dilapidated, and, that, and some of them were pulled up. Yeah. Um, the the train line going heading north used to go beyond a place called Okaihau, mm-hmm. which Fred should know. But they pulled all the line up um, north, all the way down to might be Kai Kaikoi or even even further back from there. Right. So yeah, and um, that was all. They they gave it to it was Fay and Ridgeway. Oh, yeah, him. They gutted it. Yeah. yeah, just for the shareholders, and so the, the there's a term for those sort of people. It's 19th century called carpet beggars. Yeah, so we, and <laughs> they used to get they used to get hammered in the in the southern United States. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they I think they almost were also lynched as well. Yeah, yeah but I was I was seeing that a there's a rail link between Kawakawa and the in a, a port called Opua. Right. And they, uh, it was been a, been a touristy type thing, but they're trying to upgrade that now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Hopefully they're moving forward with rail in this country. Yeah. Well, it would be the way forward, and it would be more environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. And more, yeah, I mean, once they um, privatise the railway and then they get, it was open slaver for truck drivers to go, yeah. I mean, the, vo- the sheer volume of traffic and the pollution is just staggering. Mm-hmm. And you, and you talk about the three C's that we yeah, yeah. climate yeah, and that, that's the contribution to that the yeah. destruction of our climate. Yeah. And lucky I was less than impressed with the United Nations session. It was just more platitudes and mouthing the right words for their domestic audiences back home. Mm-hmm. But that's I mean, I mean, I put take my hat off to um, Antonio Guterres. I mean, I, I said to Fred, I thought he was a bit of a 
wet rag when he first came on, mm. but he's proved as a pretty good secretary. He's got an impossible task. And I, I, yeah. and I would put him in the same category as Kofi Annan, yeah. trying to turn the tide and try and get dialogue and consensus. Yeah, yeah. I think the problem with the UN is the problem that the, um, the old League of Nations had. And the membership, and, and I mean, America's the biggest contributor to the United Nations. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They blackmail them into submission, basically. Yeah. yeah. You, if you, if you put, you know, if you say this about Israel, we will pull the funding out from underneath yeah. you. Yes. Yeah, but the, I think the, the the problem with the um, League of Nations, the the forerunner that was founded after yeah. the, after the side. Was it when, when they when they were was that, Rudolf, was that Woodrow Wilson? That was his grand, yeah, yeah. But he was a he's a classic racist, right? Uh, yeah. Also got off to a good start then. <laughs> yeah, well, we went, we went, we could we could talk about Woodrow Wilson at length, um, mm. what what he did or not do. Um, but the the League of Nations was supposed to be this sort of broker where you yeah. to stop conflict. But much, much like the, U, the UN now. Yeah, but, but it was weak. It was it was it was hamstrung, wasn't it? Yeah, when they started things like um, is, um, Italy bombing the um, Abyssinia, which was yeah. in Ethiopia. Yeah, and then when uh, the oh, Ger- Spanish, Germans Ger- the Spanish no, Civil War and the, the, Con- the, yeah, the Condor in, Legion going into uh, Spain. Yeah, and then there was the issue with um, reoccupation of the of the Rhineland by Germany because yeah. the because it was, yep. they were kept out of that. Um, then the German takeover of um, Sudetenland yeah. just showed that the um, League of Nations was a, was a toothless yeah. tiger. And even even the, the even the United Nations, even though they do have peacekeepers and all that sort of stuff, they still cannot get their head around resolving conflict because they're they're relying on contributions from member states. Yeah, and they won't get that no. if they step. If they, I mean, they've been asked the impossible to try and do what. 20 years, what the Americans tried to do in 20 years in Afghanistan, and people expect the United Nations just to sweep in there and make everything all right. And as Guterres said, how can we possibly do that? Americans had 20 years in Afghanistan and still didn't fix the problem, whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, th- and one of the probably key problems that we, as we finish off with the League of Nations is the, the permanent vote of the Security yeah, Council. That should go. Yeah, that's that's that is a problem because it's been a problem. Oh, they just veto. They just veto each other's ideas and yeah, yeah. grinds to a halt. Yeah, the, the, the two areas that 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 we 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 have talked about on this show, where that where the Security Council has had had well, a big say. The outcomes there are issue with Cuba and the blockade, yeah. and the issue over Palestine. Yeah, those are the two ones where they've totally fallen over yeah. at the Security Council. Yeah. It's pretty that okay. The powers could have the veto power, but let the other vote, let the other countries vote, be counted. You know. That yeah, I think that, as you say, the concept of Security Council should. Yeah, go. because they can just one one veto and the whole thing's just squashed. It's just yeah, yeah. So and the concept should be that the Security Council, that all all seats should be um should be voted on. Yeah. Um, and their votes counted and. Yeah, if if you're if the permanency ones should just go. Yeah, but yeah. of course they won't. They're not going to vote themselves out of that. So no, they, that's the big. I think to me is that is the biggest failing of the UN. Yes, it certainly is. It's Achilles' heel, eh? Yeah, yeah. Because it, as you say, we look like we've run out of time, Craig. Yeah, yeah. We'll we see have. you next week, mate. We'll Catch see you up. next week, mate. We'll see you next week, Mick. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts.
This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.